0: Hey, everybody, I'm Matt Valley, and welcome to another episode of the Rock and Roll Research Podcast, where we share the super cool backstories and side gigs of the research and insights pros that you trust. Today, I'm super excited to welcome Tron Smith to the show, and uh, I have a thank you here. I've got uh, Bianca Pryor from BET and the Insights Association. Uh, also, episode number 58 of the Rock and Roll Research Podcast, I have her to thank for putting us in touch. So thank you so much for that, Bianca, but we're here today to talk about Tron. So <laughs> it's all about you, Tron. So Tron works for a really disruptive company in the market research space called Suzy. Perhaps you've heard of them. You probably didn't hear of them a long time ago, uh, but recently for sure. Um, so they started in 2018, I think that's right?
1: Yep, that's uh, correct.
0: It's unbelievable because I think the share of voice that uh, Susie has accumulated in that short period of time is, is really amazing. So just a few stats, I want to throw a couple things out there. First, uh, Susie has already been named a top 50 most innovative companies by Grit, the Grit Report. Uh, and if I read this right, top five best employers among startups as named by Forbes. And that's not market research startups, that's all startups. That's really, really incredible. Now they've done all this by bringing to bear a really innovative, totally disruptive market research platform. Uh, They brought that to bear for, I think over 300 customers in that time. Yeah. Um, Just really incredible the growth trajectory uh, that the company has had, and given that, so 300 new customers, blue chip clients. Um, Tron works in business development at Susie, and so I imagine at least some subset of those are yours. So good on you, Tron.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, I can personally say that at least three are mine. No. Okay. <laughs>
0: awesome, awesome. Well, uh, you know, you've played a direct role in that growth, which is really cool. It's a great company. Um, but what's super interesting, I think, about Utron is that you joined Suzy from uh, not a research background at all. Um, and so. but when I talk to you, um, I'm surprised by that because you've learned a lot in a very short period of time. Um, now one of the things you've done is, is you still have a foot kind of in the old world uh, yeah. where you've got a side gig that you're doing uh, while you were uh, working your day job at Suzy. We're gonna talk about all that and more on today's Rock and Roll Research Podcast. Welcome to the show, truck.
1: So excited to be here and thank you for that intro and thank you for all of those wonderful stats about Susie. I'm so excited to be on that rocket ship and to be uh, a part of disrupting this uh, market research space. And I'm so excited to be here and talk to you, not just about Susie, but my side gig. That's really fun too. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Well, it's uh, it's a new one on the on the rock and roll research podcast, so I'm, I'm excited to dig into it. So before we get to that, let's let's talk about how you discovered Susie. Tell yeah,
1: about it. yeah, for sure. I um I just kind of stumbled into research. So I, I do I am a seller uh for Suzy and I call myself a non researcher recently turned data geek um <laughs> yeah. just by sheer experience in working at Suzy. But um, before Suzy, I was actually working for Airbnb uh, as a seller, as an extension of their design team. So I was a completely different industry, a completely different space. Hospitality and design is, is where I was. And in April of 2020, Airbnb did what Airbnb did, which was let go 1,400 people. And my whole department was um, w- part of that 1,400 that were laid off. And so you know, rather quickly, you have to figure out what you're gonna do. So the first thing I did was just take a, a break. Like, let me just take a beat for myself to try to figure out what I want next from my next role. And my role with Airbnb was remote and I knew that I kind of wanted to stay in that route. Everything I was looking for in the way of selling and for tech companies wanted folks to go back into an office. And this is like August of 2020. We still don't really know. I've only got one dose of the vaccine in me. I'm not (laughs) real sure if that's really what I wanted to do. Um, and, And it was just a really difficult time to try to find a job. And then, you know, I found Susie on LinkedIn and in their job posting, it said remote sellers. And I was like, okay, I'm all in on this. And, you know, once I realized what it was and that it was a cool, tool in this market research space. And I was like, yeah, this could be something that I can get into. Um, every interview that I had, which was about three, I learned something f- about the market research space from the person that was interviewing me. And sure. I was like, okay, so this is this is good because they're already teaching me, right? They're already teaching me stuff. So this is already good. Um, and then I just kind of got the job and and here I am. So I realized very quickly, that I had to learn the space of market research. And one of the best ways to do that was to join the Insights Association. So I joined the Insights Association, and you know, that forum gets hot. So I was- I, <laughs> It
0: does, it does.
1: <laughs> That forum stay hot. And so I was there not just looking for leads, right? Cause I was like, maybe I can find some little leads here too, but to see what people were talking about and to see like what researchers were asking questions about. And it was all about panel and audience and how do I talk to this person and how do I find this person? And, and that's when I was like, okay, everybody's head is in the right space, but how do we connect the dots and get everybody there? So I went to CRC and I gave a presentation with my colleague, Mitch Christopher, Christopher, sorry Mitch. And we spoke about the gender question and representation in marketing and what that looks like and what that should look like as far as asking the question about gender, but how people also want to see themselves In marketing and how brands need need to do that, Um, and so from there, the Insights Association just sent me a little note and said, "Hey, you want to be on our board?"
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very nice, made a good impression.
1: I did. so um, so from there I joined the board as the Director of Diversity and Inclusion for the South Central Chapter. and so far it's just it's just been fantastic. Like I just I've learned so much the people I'm connected to, like Bianca, like Leslie Willis, like Kelly Kitchens, like these folks in research that are just like rock star researchers. It's almost like fangirling, like) oh. <laughs> So that's how I got here. And uh, now I'm here. And as I've, I've learned more, I've, I've become more successful. I've brought in some, some good logos. And last quarter was fantastic at 138% to, co- to quota. So and still on that trajectory. So I, I feel as I continue to learn more about the industry and keep myself authentic, that's where the real magic is.
0: Yeah, you know, there's, there's something really admirable, I think, about your story where, you know, you came into the space and rather than sort of being shy about it and, uh, oh, you know what, I'm not a researcher, you really just, you jumped in and you got involved. And I think I really like that about the research industry is that if you want to get involved, there are great organizations um, to do that with, like the Insights Association, I'll put at the top of the list. Um, but anybody can sort of step into something like that um, if they've, you know, if they've got the the will and the desire to do so. So that's uh, I love that part of your story.
1: Oh, why? Well, thank you.
0: All right. So let's say you, you you mentioned that you came from Airbnb, and yeah, tough tough business when something like the pandemic happens. Um, but you didn't entirely step away from the Airbnb life. So tell us about your, your side gig and what you're doing there.
1: Yeah, I couldn't let it all loose, you know, because, because I still wanted to just have a little bit of my toe in, in that, that pond. Like it was such a great role with such a, a fantastic organization. But working with hosts was something that I just really, really en- enjoyed. And so what, I, what happened was during the pandemic when I was looking for work and couldn't find anything, one of my past colleagues from Airbnb that was an interior designer messaged me and said, hey, I I have this place that I designed in Scottsdale and the host lives in Pittsburgh. Would you be interested in setting that up and staging that? And I said, absolutely, because I don't have any money and I'm not doing anything at all. So um, my boyfriend is a retired aerospace engineer. And I asked him, I said, hey, you want to lend me a hand? And help me do some of these analytical type things that we might have to do on, on this installation. And he was like, yeah, sure. So it took us about six weeks to turn the house. The host had everything delivered to the home from the couch to the bed to you know, the fire extinguisher. We unbox it, unpack it, and then uh, stage it all and get, get it ready for photography. We are now on our seventh home and we are officially an LLC, totally staged uh, Arizona is, awesome. is what the name is. So you can find us on Instagram at totally staged AZ. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just been going fantastically.
0: Like, yeah. And so you just do the staging, right? You don't host or anything like that. Is that right? So
1: I don't host and I don't manage. And every time Matt, like the host will ask me like, Hey, can you manage the property for us? Cause you already know where everything is. And and I tell them upfront in the beginning, I'm not going to do it, but you're going to ask me. And they ask me every time. And every time I say no, because I don't want to be tethered. And I like the creative aspect of it. I don't like to be the on demand if you can't, you know, fine fire extinguisher that has to come over and get it for you. So it's really from the close. So when the hosts close until it gets photographed and listed on Airbnb, and then um, we let it go. So I am, I'm still so happy to be a part of that family and contributing. One of the hosts that I work with, a portion of their money goes to um, frontline workers as well. So, I mean, it's, it's really, I've been Honor to get some of these hosts that have come to me and asked me to stage their homes. It's just been fantastic.
0: Yeah. So you get the, you get the fun, creative part and you don't have to yeah. deal with the BS. Of-
1: well, there's oh, a lot yes. of BS too. When <laughs> stuff arrives damaged and I got to yeah. box it back up and send it back and you know, the, the bed and the mat. So there's, there is a little bit um, of headache or hassle that comes with the staging. But for the most part, this is the fun part. And watching it all come to life from, you know, a PDF or an elevated design plan to actually seeing it all laid out is just magical.
0: Yeah, cool. Now, on the surface, this seems like a very different, um, you know, industry or experience than, say, market research. Curious to know if there's anything you took from that experience uh, and maybe applied to your day job now at Suzy or are they really just totally separate spaces
1: they're two separate spaces but i think that i operate them both from the same mindset which is to be of service right so my i'm i'm in the service industry period and my job is to make sure that whatever i'm doing whether it's selling suzy to geico or unboxing a coffee maker yeah My intent is the same, which is to be of service to that host or that prospect. And I totally operate out of that mindset. And I feel like when I do that, that's where the win and the success comes because it's authentic, it's genuine, but also I just, I care. So I'm going to make sure I do what I say I'm going to do, which is basically the win to everything if you just do what you say you're going to do if your product does what it says it's going to do if you unbox it the way you say you're going to do it then everybody's going to be happy right so it's setting that right expectation that i am here of service i'm only here to help you and i'm coming and operating out of that toolkit and that toolkit only
0: okay okay cool now it's very interesting for me so i think of myself you know my whole career has been in research uh, and i think that you know a number of our listeners could you know identify with that and so i feel like i've got this perspective over the last x number of years we'll say uh, about how the industry has changed and evolved and moved forward and and yeah. hasn't you know all of those things i'm really interested in your perspective sort of joining when you did this space what do you see as you look at the market research space? What are what are your observations and what, you know, what maybe should be fixed?
1: Sure. So fun fact that I didn't tell you in prep is that my very first job after high school from 3 to 7 p.m. I worked at a place called the survey center. Okay. And and my job was to call people, because this is this is where market research was at that time. Yep. I would call people on the phone, ask them to complete a survey. I would hand write my 17-year-old self, this woman's answers, right? Yeah. So yeah. And write them down, put them all in a manila envelope. At the end of the week, they would go back to wherever they would go back to, and the number of completes would be on there and the mark and on a marker. I was number one so I would always because that's my this is my first phone job my first sales job but also my first job really in research back at that time the hot ticket item that everyone wanted to talk about was kitchen cleanser and cancer.
0: Kitchen cleanser and cancer. It was like <laughs> every. So- or the link
1: between the two. It was this whole myth that was happening that that kitchen cleanser, using it and inhaling it, would cause cancer. Oh. So, uh, so yes, you never heard this. Maybe, maybe before your time too. Um, so that was the hot ticket item, and so we would get all these surveys about about kitchen cleanser and and stuff like that. We got some flavor stuff too, but mostly it was kitchen cleansers, but. The amount of time, just thinking about how now at Suzy, right? So someone can go into Suzy, log in, ask your question to your targeted audience right then and there, and then get that feedback back in real time. So forget about the time that you're going to save. The margin for error alone, okay? (laughs) Because this this survey has been shorthanded out by me. Right, and then put in by my manager and all of that. So it, the the
0: scope a lot of, of it, human hands have touched a lot of
1: a lot of human hands have touched that thing. And then by the time it gets to you, it's obviously it's it's kind of obsolete at this point because the time frame that it takes. So mm. just that switch, right? So just how long that took to now, how rapidly we can get these insights back is where I see the future going and staying, but also just in a diversity kind of aspect, right? So like 48% of Gen Z is non-white. So right. you've, you're you gonna have to change who you're talking to and how you're talking to them. You're going to have to change who's on your team, right? So we need to make sure that we have diversity at every level of research from the survey creation, all the way to the analysis because honestly if you don't have anyone like you're not going to even know why these data points say what they say right. right so we need that diversity all across and that can look like a lot of different things right like fellowship programs like for the ideators that is something that the insights association is doing um you can get interns from diverse college backgrounds or vocational um also colleges as well entry-level professionals, and you can have them come and work for your brand, that's kind of the future, right? The future is going off to that place where folks know we're going to have to start talking to different people, but we're also going to have to make sure that we're talking to them differently. And I think one of the best things that you can take away from this is if you want to talk to someone different, you have to truly want to talk to someone different. It can't be- Because someone asked you to, or there's a box you're trying to check, you have to really, really want to talk to them, and that's going to be the the game changer and how whatever you're doing feels, right? However that thing comes out is going to be what the intent was going in. So that's kind of where I see the future going. But there's also, you know, all this APIs and AIs and Web threes and just stuff that's like way over way over my head.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know, you you said something interesting that uh, kind of spoke to me there about, you have to really want to reach these audiences because I think some people sort of react, uh, you know, in a way where, oh, here's a new requirement. We have to do this now. Oh, by the way, we have to have, you know, 50 completes that fit this profile. Um, yeah. yeah, it is more like a of a checkbox item versus being really intentional about. Uh, we really need to get this perspective, um, and I think that's that's kind of what you're you're getting. Yeah, at,
1: right? exactly. And folks can feel that. Like, how many times have you talked to somebody that you felt really didn't want to talk to you? You are like, man, I, right? So you can feel that in that campaign or that message or that. X, Y, whatever that output is, whether it's your company initiative, Ikea, or what, or again, your Black History Month campaign, folks can feel if you really, really wanted to talk to us because it should feel different. We shouldn't feel uncomfortable when we see it, right? It should feel very organic. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Good stuff. Um, So this is a podcast, right, Tron? So I have to ask, uh, what other media do you turn to? It doesn't have to be podcasts, it not be anything, but if you think about, uh, you know, wanting to get more information about research or like immerse yourself in the space or find inspiration or, or even just get enjoyment, what, what media do you, can you turn to?
1: Well, if we're talking enjoyment, that's Judge Judy. But if, <laughs> but if I mean, that's just classic that's one-liners. An easy, that's and, an easy one. <laughs> exactly. Classic one-liners for the phones. I just love it. Um, but if we're talking, you know, just research. So again, those, the forums inside of um, the Insights Association are great. There's some great webinars there. Susie does some great webinars. We have a great podcast that's out right now. Our CEO puts on called "The Speed of Culture." It's absolutely fantastic and talks about changes within the research industry. To through different guests that he brings on, um, that's also a, a good one. I have my own podcast called We're in Research Too, uh, which is a podcast that's designed cool. to drive diversity and insights to the research uh, field as well. So we can also take a, take a little listen to that as well once that's released, which will be in June. And um, you know, I think book, I read a lot of sales kind of books and, and those types of books, none really in the research space. Um, I do have a mentor that I work with so professionally, and her name is Sonia Thompson. And I just found her on LinkedIn when I first joined Susie and I didn't know anything about research. And she has her own market research company, Diversity Research. And I was like, this woman's fantastic. So I stay connected to her and read a lot of her articles. I do a lot of article reading on just this like sustainability and like brands and messaging and who got canceled yesterday and who's in today. Right. So, um, I think just staying immersed in the industry, but not just that, like, I feel like there's a definite culture of research I'm finding out and staying close to that too, will also lead you to some interesting people, which is how we got here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I, I really hope that, um, some listeners here really take to heart uh, the way that you approached this industry. You dove in and said, hey, I wanna be a part of this. And it sounds like you've just been a sponge, right? It's like, oh, I'm gonna need a mentor. I'm gonna need an association to be involved in. And just really leaning into it, uh, You know, I think you, you you find out that it really isn't rocket science after all, right? If you just keep your mind open, your ears open, and uh, and you embrace it and, and jump in, uh, there's there's so much there for you. So that's, I love that part of your story.
1: I think it's great. And also just, I mean, working for a startup, that's every day, like you're going to have to, like, you've got to, you've got to learn. Like you, self-learning is so important when you're working at a startup, because there's so many other things that are going on, right? And having um, Susie behind me and saying, hey, join this insights association, dig into this, lean into that. When they found out about the board, they were like, absolutely 100% do it, get on it and learn more. And, and everything that I have done has just led me to be a more successful seller. And that's another piece of this that I love.
0: Yeah. Uh, That's the fun part sometimes, right? So. (laughs) Yeah. There's the rewarding aspect of research, but uh, you know, building client relationships and um, earning big deals, all that kind of stuff is super exciting. So I can identify with that for sure. For sure. All right. Um, So it is the Rock and Roll Research Podcast after all, Tron. Um, So so we got to finish on this note. I've got to know. I've got to know. Um, I really want to know what your musical inspirations are. So here's how I ask it, right? stranded on a desert island yeah you've got three records at your disposal to keep you company for the rest of your days i know one is rihanna because we already talked about this but i don't want to steal your thunder so um i'll just let you go three records of your choosing what are they
1: so i actually pulled her from the list and wanted to know if like i know because i was like maybe i could just take her book um, and huh. because there's so many different songs on different albums, and she doesn't have a greatest hits, Rihanna. So uh-huh. I actually took Rihanna off.
0: She's the off list. the island. Sorry, she's, Rihanna.
1: She's off the island, unless she's on the island. <laughs> <laughs> um, so straight out the shoot, uh, Lauren Hill, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill.
0: Uh, yes, yes. One of my
1: favorite, favorite, favorite albums takes me right back to a time when I was going through a breakup and that was like like power. I was like, yes, this is everything I need right now. Sing it, Miss Lauren. Um, So that is number one. Number two, because I like to sing songs and I like to dance and sing songs, an album that I know I can play on repeat, and this might get some some booze, but it's a guilty pleasure. Bruno Mars, 24 Karat Magic.
0: Oh, come on. I mean, I mean everybody on. likes Bruno
1: Mars. I mean, it's nothing but hits. It's nothing but hits. Chunk, I mean, Chunky, come yeah. on. Okay, for that alone, I will just take that album. Um, but yeah, it's super fun. I feel like if I'm stranded, like that's something that would get me right back into my happy mood. And my last one, because I like to sing songs out loud, and I like to be inspired, is the soundtrack from The Greatest Showman.
0: Really? Really?
1: Yes! It's so good. It's so good. I just, this is me. It's such a great song. Like, All of all of the songs, like Zendaya, Zac Efron. I mean, I just all all the whole misfits type Barnum, like that whole like nobody believes in you, bearded lady magic, so good. And um, yeah, I feel like that is it. it Honestly, gets me pumped. It just makes me feel something like alive, alive, come alive. That's the first song on the soundtrack. Come alive. <laughs> Look at that. So, yeah. And I also snuck in if I get a chance to take a visual album, I'm taking Black as King.
0: Okay, cool, cool, okay. cool. Okay, okay. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Great choices, Tron. Uh, and uh, hey, I'm here to say welcome to the market research industry. I'm very glad you're here. So, uh, thankful to Bianca for introducing us. And uh, I very much look forward to chatting again at some point later, where we can dig a little deeper on some of these topics. I just, I just love your story, so I really appreciate you taking the time on the podcast today, Tron. Let's stay in touch and rock and roll. Rock and roll.